<laughs> Guys, I can't fucking wait to see that movie. I'm Helen. I'm Miss Sinclair. And I'm Edison. And this week, we are bringing you a very special feature. Oh, yes. yes. We're going to play a fun little game of Mary Fuck Kill. I cannot wait to watch this movie again. It's just so fucking weird. We're about to hit the dance floor at Jackrabbit Slims because we've got that Saturday night fever, baby. I loved this movie too. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. I just pray that Green Book doesn't win best. Oh picture. god, I know. That- <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Talk Movie to Me, a weekly podcast where we either feature a new release and delve into our weekend entertainment, focus in on a performer's career, or buy an extra large popcorn and do a double feature. I'm Helen. I'm Miss Sinclair. And I'm Edison. If I live to be a hundred, I'll never forget the years of the pandemic. You'll never believe it now, but in the year of 2020, the world almost missed Christmas. Accent over. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe try. Okay, are, are you a villain? I don't know what is this? Maybe no try idea. to make it more jolly. No, yeah. I think that that's gonna sound great. You sound like a burglar. You like, sound really? like yes. you sound. But with like nice Christmas music, no. don't won't I no. sound like a cute old man? No, like you sound like the freaking like gatekeeper of the Hogwarts. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fucking hilarious. If I live to be a hundred, I'll never forget the years of the pandemic. No, no, this is not. <laughs> this is all wrong. Okay. This is all Why wrong. Why use your real voice? Okay, okay no, voice. no. Okay. Think jolly. Think snowman. Ho, ho, ho. Yes. Ho, ho, hi, everybody. <laughs> okay, not Barney. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I love you. Okay, think jolly Christmas wise snowman if i live to be a hundred i'll never forget the years of the pandemic you'll never believe it now but in the year of 2020 the world almost missed christmas you see santa had a cough and a sniffle and even though he pretty much always practices social distancing the world's borders were closed nobody could travel from country to country or even house to house not even santa But one hero was able to visit homes all around the world, spreading Christmas cheer. Her golden globes lit the way, and her angelic voice was carried to the highest mountains. Oh, was it? (laughs) No, it was. We were saved by the Queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey. And this episode is in her honor. Thanks to the diva herself, we are here, recording together, drinking rum nogs, and bringing you our fifth annual Christmas special! This year, we've got three films to lift your Christmas spirits. First up, we travel back to the snowiest year on record to hear the story of a misfit reindeer with a very special nose. The year was 1964, and Sam the Snowman narrates the stop-motion... <laughs> <laughs> The year was 19... (laughs) Okay, see, there's the character. (laughs) The year was... There, there, that's it! Do it! I can't. The year was 19... (laughs) The year was 1964. Like that? (laughs) That's good. That's cute. Do you want me to do the whole thing again? No. No, no, no. Ain't nobody... The year was 1964, 
and Sam the Snowman narrates this. Now you sound like Paul Bunyan. Jumped up, gentle Jesus. <laughs> this stop motion Christmas classic, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Merry Christmas, everybody. I can't believe you made me slander the Lord Jesus' name on Christmas special. Guys, here we are. It's our Christmas special. It is. Fifth annual. We're very, very yes. excited. We yes. were very excited. We had a plan. We had a plan. We had a plan. Yeah, yeah we had a plan. But, you know, just like in Rudolph, there is a plan to deliver the presents and things don't always go that way, they right? And you need to improvise. This is true. A little bit. So our first film is 1964's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. This mm-hmm. is stop motion Christmas classic. Everyone knows this film you've seen it the abominable snowman everybody knows it mm-hmm. but when was the last time you actually watched it people mm-hmm. i'm really curious about that yeah i haven't seen it since i was a little kid and this movie um <laughs> it's it's it has a lot of flair completely it, different as an adult yeah totally sure. different as an yeah adult. okay well then let's just say our first impressions my first impression was so it opens with all these kind of headlines of like the biggest winter storm ever and newspaper stuff. And I, and one of the headlines is sanitation department digs people out of snow. And I was like, why is the sanitation what? department digging people out of snow bags? Yeah, actually. What is the sanitation department? I was totally confused and befuddled by that. So that was my first impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I uh, I watched this today and I, I suppose my first, well, I don't know. You guys had been talking about it in our in our text message thread. So then I sort of had some opinions about it. Oh, mm-hmm. no, that was before you had watched yeah, it? Oh, hell yeah, yeah. So that's okay. Um, and I guess initially I was just like, okay, this is sweet. This is, uh, you know, seems innocent enough. So you had not seen this as a kid? I think that I had maybe once, but like I didn't have any recollection of any of it. Anything yeah. really. So I was just sort of along for the ride and I was hoping to get a nice like jolly Christmas movie that I could kind of ease into the holiday season watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about Sinclair? you, Sinclair? Okay, well, I remember watching this as a kid and it did always scare me mm. a little bit because the stop motion freaked me out mm. as a child and yeah. because also it was real. Mhm. Yeah. And also because of the abominable snowman. Terrifying. Yeah. I was always scary. scared of that when I was a kid. So that is the most that I remembered of this particular story. And when I started this having not watched it since I was a kid, as an adult... Approximately seven decades ago. Right, exactly. A hundred <laughs> years ago. You immediately notice how dark the story actually is. Yeah. And how awful most of the characters are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, right away you see the North Pole and it's this really horrible place where people are basically forced to work like countless <laughs> hours. There's no work-life balance. <laughs> People are being judged based on their physical appearance. Mm-hmm. And, and Santa and Miss Claus live in a literal castle. Yes. Yeah, exactly. They live <laughs> in a castle. And, you know, you're shunned if you have this unwillingness to fit into these social expectations. So right away, I was like, oh, God, here we go. Well, Ugh. what's kind of comedy? was? It, is, this, is this like kind of a woke movie in a weird way? You know, it's funny because you could look at it in terms of it being problematic or you could look at right. it in shining a light yeah, yeah, yeah. on some of the, these issues. Like, is this a satire of Christmas? Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was, I was quite alarmed by how 
mean this was. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. very mean. <laughs> it's, it's like brutally cruel. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Poor Rudolph. I know. Okay, well, a little historical context about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Mm. So Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer was originally a story written by Robert L. May, and it was published in 1939 by the Montgomery Ward Company. And then from this story, the song was born Mm -hmm. by uh, songwriter Johnny Marks. And the version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by Gene Autry ended up being a huge hit, and it was number one in 1949. It was like the number one song. That's the one we all know. Yeah, so I listened to this again, and I was like, this is the one that I know. I remember this from being a kid. Mm -hmm. I remember this song playing over and over again (laughs) during (laughs) the holiday seasons. And singing it at, like, Christmas concerts as a kid in school. Yeah. Yeah. So... Yeah, this song brought back memories uh, as well. But yeah, so it was originally a story first, became a song, became a TV special. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's an interesting story to take in in 2021 because I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, you do perceive it in a certain way from our lens. And <laughs> you see the darkness as an adult. Yeah. Like, I didn't notice any of this when I was a kid. Not no, at all. Kids don't. Yeah. But, I mean, the villain of this movie is Santa Claus. Santa's an asshole. Santa's or Donner. And Donner the Rainbow. Or Donner. But yeah. I feel like it's a trickle-down thing where it's like Santa is the king. He's yeah. the tyrant of the yeah. story. Yeah. And he implements, you know, these standards that everyone else has to adhere by that then, you know, forces everybody else that has some bit of power over someone else to inflict this and it's just like really horrible but it was only when he was skinny as soon as he got fat he was pleasant Mm, true (laughs) true there's a lesson for everyone don't hold back at Christmas yes Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of themes of not belonging and also hating your job, which I thought was really yes. funny. We see this in Herbie the Elf, and he's yes. just miserable at work, and he just wants to be a dentist so badly. And, you know, being a misfit, and these are the central ideas of the story. And the story of Rudolph is supposed to be, you can be different, but mm. you're diff- the thing that makes you different can be your strength. Right. Yes. But it has this, like, weird effect of... Okay, well, people only like Rudolph after Santa they can gives use him. The okay. him. Yeah, Santa yeah. gives the okay. They could use him for mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. They can exploit him for something. Like you and can't he just be valuable. Yeah, I found that fascinating because watching it now reveals just how dramatically our our values have changed. Mm-hmm. We're all about like contemporary culture is all about self acceptance, self worth. It's all about self determination you find the qualities that are unique about yourself and right. then you celebrate them yourself because you are inherently valuable yourself. Mm. That was not the way back then. No. It yeah. was, no, 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 you sucked until some old white dude told you that you were great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then you're good. And it's fascinating. Even like the bullying in this mm. yes. is crazy. Mm-hmm. And we're very much an anti-bullying culture now but it just was not the way in 1964 yeah that's how you just got people to conform or do what you wanted them to do right Mm -hmm. (laughs) and over the past couple of years there have been you know groups that have said hey let's cancel rudolph 
the red-nosed oh, really? reindeer okay. because the bullying is so heavy yeah. in this. But at the same time, like when you watch this, you don't feel like it promotes bullying in any way. It actually shines a light on a lot of issues. So right. like, is this problematic or is it ahead of its time? <laughs> I, I actually completely agree. It's so yeah. funny when I watched it, I was thinking of that. Mm. And yeah. I was like, wow, this is like really intense. Poor Rudolph. But then I was like, I'm viewing it through this lens and I guarantee a kid now is going to be watching that and thinking, oh my God, poor Rudolph. Why are they so mean to Rudolph? Why are all these other reindeers such assholes? Yeah. 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 And so why the hell would you cancel it? Yeah. You know, it, it raises the question, is this exposing issues or is it promoting these things? And yeah. It's I, hard to know where the narrative lies. I mean, yeah. obviously it's to champion Rudolph, but like you said earlier, is it only because he provide something no one else can provide versus just accept him for who he is no matter what. Even if he can't give you anything. Yeah. 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 Also to speak to Herbie, the elf. Yes. I'm like, y'all are crazy to not like embrace this dentist. You guys don't want a fucking dentist in your town? Sorry. You don't want a dental care. You don't want free dental care? There was some gay (laughs) undertones. Oh, Herbie Henny. There were moments Uh. when Herbie would say would you mind if I was a dentist? And I was like, is Herbie supposed to be gay? Yeah, yeah. Was this something that they were trying to to show but not show at this time? I don't know. And Rudolph was like, I don't know. Uh, No, do you mind that I have a red nose? He was like, no. And it was like, okay, well, then we can be friends. Oh, that's so interesting because I did write down that like the way they say dentist is like it's like this forbidden thing to be a dentist, want to be a dentist. Yes. Right. Yes. Mm. There is a very specific way that that was tackled and said that that makes it kind of go. Yeah. Mm. Sorry. Herbie was gay as fuck. <laughs> Just saying yeah. that. <laughs> you know, some of the songs are interesting too, like yeah. Silver and Gold. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what is the purpose of this song really in this story? I was alarmed at how many songs were not Christmas songs, right? Mm. Yeah. Didn't we're a couple of misfits. That yeah, song. Yeah. 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 And I I did find it interesting that they actually incorporated some of the song lyrics into the spoken dialogue mm. of this film and it is like very obvious and I laughed out loud like many totally. times. It's like he can't join in our reindeer, reindeer games. games. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's like no. It like yeah. go, it and goes And when he was like yeah. Rudolph your nose is so bright. Won't you guide my sleigh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to say though, Rudolph, adorable, so cute. With yeah. his little and, congested, and voiced, voiced by a woman, voiced by a woman. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Billy really May. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so like. Oh my god, guys! Can I like once more? Is everybody? Yes. Yeah. In general, I found the reindeer stop motion puppets. To just be so cute. So yeah, cute. I know. And I so wanted to just cute. like keep looking at them. Like I found that aspect of it really enthralling. Yes. And you- that honestly, that's what makes this so memorable. I think mm. that if this was just like a standard animation, yeah. it would be completely forgettable. Yeah. Well, it's very classic. And I think that there's something about that stop motion animation that because it's kind of stilted and it, it looks old fashioned. And but it also looks more real than animation. Totally. So if you're a kid, it's like what you were saying at the beginning, Sinclair. Like you can really connect with, you feel like you can actually hug these reindeer. Mm-hmm. And you want to at several times jump in and hug Rudolph and be like, it gets better. Yeah. <laughs> 
But there's also a part of me that's like, okay, we're talking about this 1964 Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer classic Christmas, you know, stop yeah, motion yeah, animated yeah. thing for our podcast. So we're we're dissecting it and viewing it through this particular lens, mm. right? But then it's also like, this is just some kid's friggin' like Christmas cartoon. Movie. <laughs> do you know? For sure. But I do think that there are things that are very overt in this yeah. that you can't help but say, oh, this reflects political views or you know like yeah. it, it is it's not that subtle no and, and mm-hmm. it's true it's true it's um funny. yeah yeah would you like a fun fact sure yeah so it's christmas the, time it's, it's the season of giving you're right it's christmas <laughs> give us a fun fact helen so when they made this and they were hiring the voice actors for these roles they actually i believe hired mostly Canadian voice actors because at the time radio programs and radio stories were sort of dying out in the States but they were still prevalent in Canada and then they also recorded in Toronto actually recorded all the voice parts yeah because it was cheaper to uh, record in Canada that is a fun fact I had no idea and the only person who was had residuals in their contract was the actor who voiced Sam the Snowman. Bird Ives. Mm. Yes. Nobody else did. So, I mean, this program, this movie has made hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh, yeah. Mm. And the actors who voiced the majority of the roles got paid like a thousand bucks. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But I mean, Bert Ives is, was like a proper kind of star at the time. And he, he's have a holly jolly Christmas too. Right. So Mm -hmm. he's made all the money off that song. Yeah. But at the time too, for voiceover stuff, like, you know, there wasn't really a guild that sort of stuff hadn't been established yet. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you think of these voice actors who voice these parts that now this has been shown however many times they could have made a fortune Mm -hmm. and didn't because it wasn't like an established thing to be in a contract at that point but anyway yeah so this movie so is more, bullying more and... Christmas cheer yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah Rudolph really, really. Uh, great yeah yeah <laughs> uh, Rudolph <laughs> hey what do you say we both be independent together huh you wouldn't mind my Red nose? Not if you don't mind me being a dentist. It's a deal. We're a couple of misfits. We're a couple of misfits. What's the matter with misfits? That's where we get in. We're not happy. In our second movie, Christmas is on the way. Lovely, glorious, beautiful Christmas upon which the entire kid year revolves. We're heading back to the 1940s, somewhere in small town America, where a little boy with giant blue eyes, made even bigger by his spectacles, wants nothing more than a Red Rider carbine action 200-shot range model air rifle for Christmas. Unfortunately, every adult he expresses this wish to denies it, exclaiming, you'll shoot your eye out. This movie brings us a scary shopping mall Santa, a sexy leg lamp, a tongue frozen to a pole, incessant bullying, all the characters from The Wizard of Oz, and some soap in the mouth to boot. This is none other than a Christmas story. Hold on. This movie was set in the 40s? Yes. Really? Yes. I just thought it was the 80s. No. It was set in the 40s the whole time. Correct. 
I don't remember when it was meant to be said in my brain. It doesn't say, but that is. Like if you It look looks at the... like the eighties. No. Cars? Didn't notice. Didn't notice. It's definitely not eighties. Oh. There's no television. No, sets. no, no. Yeah, it's it was all radio, it... like Yeah, it was all radio. It does feel very nostalgic, right? It Christmas is. It lights. is. And it's so when I'll get into the history of it, but so okay. A Christmas Story was released in 1983, directed by Bob Clark and starring Peter Billingsley as Ralphie. Here's like a brief history of the source material for this movie and how it sort of came to be. So this is actually based off of anecdotes from a novel by Gene Shepard, who is the voice that you hear in the film as the older Ralphie. Okay. And this novel that he wrote is called In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash. Right. Uh, this came out in 1966. And he insists that this was not a collection of short stories, even though that is kind of what it is. Four of those short stories in that novel that he wrote are what make up the plot of this. for this movie. And oh, that actually makes so much more it sense. It does. When I'm thinking about that crazy sequence with the marauders and he's like with his BB gun in the backyard, that feels like a whole separate thing. Yes. And, and when you know that and you look back on the film, it kind of does give <laughs> reasoning as to why this might feel disjointed. And why it kind of doesn't even feel like a Christmas movie for a lot of it. Because it is sort of this amalgamation of a bunch of stories of a man going back to a town that he grew up in and reminiscing on his life there. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is what this this is based off of. That's what the source material Mm -hmm. is for Mm -hmm. this. Um, So yeah, I mean, first impressions of of a Christmas story? Edison? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, my first impression was, you know... There's snow falling. It's mm-hmm. a small town. Christmas lights. I'm feeling very nostalgic. There's the voiceover of this cozy old dude. And then, you know, we see this nerdy kid with glasses. And I was just like obsessed already. At yeah. The very yeah, beginning. yeah. Uh, okay. Um, at the very beginning, Sinclair. At the very beginning, here's the tea. I smoked a joint <laughs> and <laughs> thought, okay, I'm going to just relax mm. in my pajamas under my duvet and I'm going to watch a Christmas story and it's going to have like the same vibes as A Miracle on 34th Street, mm. It's a Wonderful Life. Right. Oh, Wrong. 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 Completely wrong. wrong. I had never seen this ever before. Me neither, I had actually. no I, I idea. surprising. Yeah. I had an image of, of that little boy with glasses yeah. and something about a BB gun. And in right. my head, I was like, something happens to this kid in this movie. There's a gun that's involved. And mm. that's actually all that I knew. I, I had mm. never thought to watch this movie before. Mm-hmm. So I was high. <laughs> and... I turned this movie on and it was like I was in a nightmare. <laughs> I I could not make sense of anything that was happening. Mm-hmm. And there was a moment in the film where I just said to myself, I need to turn this off. Like, I, I need to, like, revisit this tomorrow. I'm too high for this. This is freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> and so I turned it off and I, like, went back to it today, actually. Mm-hmm. And it was still... A complete nightmare. Mm. I'm flabbergasted. This is actually directed by the director who did Black Christmas, which is one of my favorite mm, right. horror movies of all mm. time, which is actually terrifying. And this makes complete sense because this is a straight up <laughs> horror movie. Oh my God, Sinclair. <laughs> it is. 
It is. Okay, okay. Okay, that's a so, bit a bit dramatic. No, this is a horrifying it's, movie. Maybe for you who hates children. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I had seen this movie before, but probably only once. And it is a movie that like you know of when it comes to Christmas movies. You know, it has I didn't a really Really? Yeah. I I knew the kid. I had the image of that kid with the Okay, glasses. you at least knew that. That was it. Yes. It had some sort of an impression on you. So, you know, last night, Justin and I were putting up our Christmas decorations, playing Christmas music, wanted to watch a Christmas movie. And I said, well, you know, I do have to watch a few movies for the podcast. You know, could we watch a Christmas story together? And Justin was like, you know what? I remember seeing this on TV as a kid. I didn't like it, but okay, fine. If you have to watch it, we can watch it together. So that was sort of what I, how I was going into this was like, okay, I'm watching this with someone that kind of doesn't want to be watching it. I don't know if I want to be watching this, but I'm going to keep an open mind and let's, let's see how this goes. And it was, it was a ride. (laughs) Yeah. My real issue with this film, once it kind of, we got out of the first opening scene or whatever, was the narration. Okay. It was yeah. just so much. Mm-hmm. I was felt like I was just like, oh my God, you're narrating every single moment, yeah. every single beat of this film. Mm-hmm. And in very like monotone voice. But, and also like the writing was really over the top. Yeah. Sometimes funny and, and very clever, but it was just so over the top. So it was not the mind of this kid. Like one of the lines was when the father goes down to the basement to fix the furnace and he's down there kind of cursing and ranting or whatever. The voiceover says... My father wove a tapestry of obscenity that is still beaming in space over Lake Michigan. But it's like so, that's great. I love that. But that's not. I think there's a disconnect between like the source material and what we experience right, in the movie because is, it's hmm. actually a, a grown ass adult reflecting yes. on their memories. And the actual voice of the person saying it is the author. Like right. he yeah. is and the creator. Great. But then to set that up, then give us one of those classic like you know old dudes sitting by a fire. Oh. Right. Let let me right. tell you a story about when I was a right. kid. See, if that's what that's you're going to do. That's the voice you're supposed to be doing in the intro. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Here's the thing. Is this movie annoying? It is Th- annoying. That's it's very the annoying. problem yes. is that it's annoying. There's screaming. There's so much screaming. There's a crowded mall. <laughs> there's a mall Santa. There's mm. parents. There's kids. There's... Like, just snot-nosed children. I, it was in a complete nightmare. Yeah. A nightmare. It's a lot of screaming. It's the a lot of... The kid from Deliverance is in this. <laughs> you know, the yeah, bully like, looks yeah, yeah, just yeah. like... <laughs> that, no, I thought that was the Shermanator from American Pie. Well... <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, oh, this, this is the 80s Shermanator. <laughs> it's the 80s Deliverance. Yes. But this is yeah. where I think... If you if you were to read this novel of, like, the semi auto biographical account of this person's life then these things would make sense like the story about the the leg lamp is a separate story yes like the bullying as far as i know like these are all separate accounts that they then constructed into what could be a christmas story but it yeah. isn't actually totally disconnected so it's not cohesive yes but see the here's the thing is i get why this is was a hit 
Maybe Actually, yes. like when I watched this, I was like, I completely get it because yes. you know you have these really cookie cutter Christmas yeah. movies yeah. that are they're a very straightforward narrative, and you know there's like a moral lesson learned, and then and very this sweet. one this one comes along and it's yeah. like completely random. It's yeah. absurd. You know, there is there a lesson learned in this? I don't. Uh, yeah, really the lesson think is so. <laughs> do whatever it takes to get your BB gun, and you'll get it in the end. Yeah. yeah so this is like yeah. a very like dark take on Christmas. It shows like the franticness of Christmas. It shows, you know, kids, how stressful it is to be a kid. Yeah, but I do think that if I was, I think that if I were like a nine-year-old, watch like eight or nine years old when this came out, I probably would have loved it. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? I would have been like, oh my God, Ralphie's so cool. I want to have that baby gun or whatever. Yeah, so I I get how this is something that just kind of like defied a genre totally and I actually read a really interesting Vanity Fair piece about this earlier today about how this was successful at the time that it came out because all of the Christmas movies previous to this were It's a Wonderful Life Miracle Mm -hmm. on 34th Street White Christmas you know all all of these very saccharine Christmas movies and this was kind of like the oh, this is what Christmas is really like for people. Mm-hmm. It's stressful. You know, you just want that one toy. And so it defied that genre in a way that I think did make it successful at the time. Us watching it now, it's kind of like, what is this? But see, this is the interesting thing because I feel like everybody has a Christmas movie that they gravitate towards mm. every holiday yes. season yeah. to watch. So yeah. there is a group of people that they're like, yes. Oh, for sure. Every a, year I have to watch a Christmas story. A Christmas story, story yeah. is the movie where I'm thinking, absolutely not. Would I sit through this again? If I did, I'd have to be really fucked up. <laughs> so maybe people are like, yes, let's get really fucked up. And watch a Christmas story. Because otherwise, is that your pick? A Christmas right. story? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're you're yeah. of sober mind and you're going to watch a Christmas story? But there like, is something that's what? so, like, niche about it that I can understand how some people, this is their pick. Because it is it is specific. Yeah. And there's things in it that if you watch it and you're like, oh my God, that exact thing happened to me. Like, I can see how it would be, it would click into like a part of your upbringing that you could really totally. relate to. It's yes. small town. Yeah. It's, yeah. There's bullying. It's Christmas. Yeah. It's all of that. Um, and the one thing I will say, <laughs> the, the thing that resonated most for me in this is how it encapsulates childhood perception mm. and how like as a child, there are things that happen to you that feel like, oh, this is the end of the world. Mm-hmm. actually because that's all you know right like when Ralphie gets in the fight and he knows his dad's gonna come home he's like oh I'm this is going to be the end of me and like that's even right. even his little brother Randy being like dad's gonna kill him yeah, I know and mm-hmm. crying under the sink thinking dad's gonna kill Ralphie like I think that this movie did a very good job of portraying that of like when you're a kid and your idea of the world is so small that when these things happen to you, they are, it's the biggest thing that's ever happened to you. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's true. I, li- that's I did true. like that. Okay, what about like all the f- scenes with the fast forwarding? What, uh, what oh, about like the fast running forwarding? Past the fence? I can't. Yeah, I, I can't. This was like watching Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Like, <laughs> to me, the, those are the same movies. Maybe you've oh had like God. residual highness from last night when you watched it today. Seriously, like I will they're say the that same. This movie did capture the racism of the '80s pretty oh, clearly Jesus in that fa ra 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 moment bad. at the Chinese restaurant. Wow, <laughs> that was really bad. Yeah, deck the horse with bells of Harry. Wow, yeah, wow. Was- 
Wow, a Christmas story. Wow, a Christmas story. Okay, well, Helen, you did force uh, your boyfriend, Justin, to watch this movie. I did, yes. He was not a fan, and I know this, because he was sending me text messages about this, because he wanted to commiserate Mm -hmm. with the pain that we both (laughs) suffered watching this movie. And I did say to him, I don't know what I'm going to talk about on the podcast because this is actually a fever dream Uh to me. I have no idea what to say. This is all a blur. Uh It was a complete nightmare. And he said, please let me write your notes. Yeah, yeah, he did. And I did receive a very lengthy, very wordy Uh email. Uh Uh-huh. About his thoughts yeah. on this movie. Why don't you share a couple of those thoughts? Oh, yeah. And you Please know what? Do. His notes are a lot better than mine would have been. That's for sure. <laughs> Some of my favorite moments from this email. Mm. He says a Christmas story. This is a bad movie. Just right away. Just he lays it on the line. <laughs> but he, he really does have a good point about character motivations. Mm, okay. So he says this. Let's assume for a moment That we are viewing this film in a vacuum devoid of modern day sensitivities. We may even set aside our holiday nostalgia for a moment, lest that color the bloody snow more rosy. Let us then focus on the character arcs within the film. The protagonist's main objective is to obtain an air rifle. After the briefest of conflicts, a Christmas morning sans gun, he does. <laughs> and this is true. Like, the parents yeah. just buy him the gun. Yeah. yeah. Like, who buys their child Excuse a beating gun? Excuse you, it was Santa. Okay, I need to say this. Didn't you get shot in the eye, Edison, with a BB gun? No, I got shot in the eye with a rock from a slingshot. <laughs> and that's why you have a weird eye. Okay. It's, it's, oh my God, Helen. Okay, no. A weird eye? No, listeners. You have like a reflective eye. We need wow. to clear this up. So Edison, like, this is the funny thing. Edison has like a very glowing personality and you may like look at him and when he smiles, you might see a twinkle in his eye. But it's actually just my plastic lens. That twinkle though is he got like shot in the eye with a <laughs> slingshot. Wait, when was this? I was 15. Yeah. And I had it gave me cataracts, so I have a plastic lens in my eye. And you had to go to the hospital. And... Oh my god, yeah. Oh my Jesus, yes. I had a. Oh my god, Sinclair. I was in the hospital. I had. Uh, I developed a cataract, and I had this a fully white pupil, and <gasps> couldn't see. It was like looking through Kleenex. And then, oh my god, after I had the surgery, my eye surgery. I had to wear safety goggles for three months. So Aww. I borrowed my stepfather's. You imagine being a 15-year-old child, <laughs> the same height I am now, except 70 pounds lighter because I had grown about seven inches in that time. Scrawny mess with a full set of brand new braces <laughs> and literal no. safety goggles to cover <laughs> oh, no. my fucking cataract eye. Yep. My stepfather's welding goggles. That was that was fifteen year old. Oh, Edison. It's okay. a miracle. Here's the Christmas miracle that I have yes. a thread of confidence. So would yeah. you say like, hey, maybe Ralphie's parents should not have gotten him the BB gun? Well, no, of course. Get rid of BB guns. So like slingshots, BB guns, like just don't get them for well, your kids. Well, what do you do? You just like put them in a padded room? Like accidents happen. True. Uh, Okay, well, fine. Yeah, so, like, good point, Justin. Like, he got the gun. Like, why did the parents buy him yeah, this gun? That is okay, true. the father invites curiosity about his character in almost every scene mm. in which he appears. None of this is resolved. Mm, true. There is a lamp, and then there isn't a lamp anymore. 
Yes. There is a young boy who inexplicably wears a World War One era aviation cap. He is bullied by his friends who are the quote unquote good guys. Nothing becomes of him. Mm. The younger brother doesn't like food, but sometimes he eats food anyway. I guess that's He it. eats like a pig. That scene too. So that scene there when he like is eating like a pig and the mom is like, eat your food. That is the point where I was too high that I had to shut it off. Oh my God, that would have been too much. (laughs) Absolutely. As a sober person watching that, I was like, this is fucking weird. Yes, that is the point where it's like, I'm done. (laughs) A Christmas And right after Rudolph with Miss Claus being like, eat, eat, eat. I'm like Christmas, I am. Oh my done god, with you. I'm fully triggered because that's my mother when I go home for Christmas. <laughs> and it's in your skin and bones. Now, to be fair, she hasn't said that this year. <laughs> oh my god. You're like waiting for her to say that I'm to like, validate you. Please say that, yeah. mom. Yes. <laughs> okay, and the protagonist falls into blissful slumber, cradling his beloved rifle. This its muzzle true. pointed in the direction of his sleeping brother. <laughs> True, after watching this film i want to be the brother and i want <laughs> him to, to pull shoot, the trigger and i want him to shoot ah, yes. wow. so Dramatic. i you know i mean it's safe to say justin did not like he this hated it i was like i was laughing at moments that i found comical and he was sitting there like yeah silent arms crossed i'm like i bet you do think part of this is funny and you're out of protest not laughing <laughs> But it's I, fair. I, I mean. must say that I did not laugh once during really? this movie. Really? There's some cute oh, moments. Oh, I thought there were some cute moments. When Randy's all bundled up in the snowsuit and he like, can't move. Like, I thought that was really cute. I thought there were some cute moments. But generally, I won't. this is not a, film, a Christmas film that I will revisit. What's the last word on a Christmas movie? Yeah, actually. Yeah, please. This isn't a Christmas movie. Nothing about this to me other than the fact that he's wanting to get something for Christmas. Like, this doesn't have Christmas energy. It doesn't have Christmas. Is it an anti-Christmas movie? Maybe. In, in some ways? Maybe. You know, it's like satire. It's like exposing. It is, yeah. Okay, one moment I I did resonate with is when Ralphie is opening his presents and he's like opening things from his different aunts and... You know, you have to be like, oh, I love yeah. this. And then your yeah. mom's like, wear it because it's special. Yeah. 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 So is this, this is this an anti-Christmas movie? I mean, I think it was a modern Christmas movie for the time. Like, I think that it was like, oh, this is what Christmas is in the modern age. Yeah. Um, and I think that, to be honest, if you were a nine-year-old kid then, and maybe even now, you probably are going to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and but I, if you're you know in your 30s and you hadn't seen this as a kid and thus don't ho- it doesn't hold a nostalgic right. place in your heart, yeah. then it's probably not really worth your time to revisit. Yeah. Huh, are you kidding? Stick my tongue to that stupid Polat's dumb. That's cause you know it'll stick. You're full of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like double dog dare you? No, it was serious. A double dog dare. What else was left but a triple dare you? And finally, the coup de grace of all dares, the sinister triple dog dare. I triple dog dare you. Okay, we're moving on to our next movie. And of Mm -hmm. course, we we generally get a bit drunk around this time i mean we've been drunk the whole time we've been be drunk honest. the whole time yes this is this is we our started christmas. with rum nogs about four hours ago. <laughs> yeah this is our christmas special let's just get into the intro yeah next up the christmas party is really about to begin <laughs> the time has finally arrived we've booked the night off mm-hmm. we've purchased the rum 
We've mm-hmm. purchased the eggnog. Mm-hmm. I've decorated we, my entire apartment. Mm-hmm. My tree is up. Mm-hmm. The apartment is decorated. We've cracked the bubbly and we've set out the snacks. It's time for the glitz, for the glamour that will make all of our Christmas wishes come true. It's time for Mariah's Christmas. The magic continues. And wait a minute. It's 18 minutes long? Face crack of the century. Okay. No, 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 guys. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) She's the queen of Christmas. She can pack in all the glamour and cheer in under 20 minutes, right? If anybody can. Right? Okay, okay. Here comes Khalid. He's in a gorgeous red suit that would make jolly old Saint Nick jealous. Mm -hmm. And just like that, she appears wowing the crowd in a dress so bejeweled she could be Cleopatra, queen of the Nile. Mm-hmm. Wait, <laughs> what's happening here? Who's this Australian man? Where's Snoop Dogg? Yes. <laughs> Where is Snoop Dogg and his Santa hat? Is this an interview? Mm. Is this, dare I say it, a recap? Oh my god. Of last year's it Mariah is. Christmas special? It, it is. Wow. Okay, our rum nogs are empty. They're on the coffee table just sitting there. Just ice cubes. Just yeah. ice cubes. Our Melting. eyebrows are are narrowing. Our hearts are sinking. This isn't a Christmas special at all. This is a promo. For, for last year's Christmas special. <laughs> Oh, dear God, Father Christmas, what do we do? It's true. What do we do? I don't know. This was <laughs> this was the most abhorrent false advertising I have yes. witnessed in many years. Guys, this is the most disappointing. Christmas is over. Christmas is done. <laughs> Christmas, Christmas is, done. is canceled. Okay, for context, we had planned a night to watch the Mariah Carey second big Christmas special on Apple TV+. No, no, we literally, like, this is like a month ago or three weeks ago when she, she, like, first announced it. I was like, this is when it's happening. We planned this whole night around it. We did. Yes, like, this was our night. Like, we've been waiting for this night. Last year, when we talked about a Charlie Brown Christmas, we barely talked about a Charlie Brown Christmas because all we could talk about was the Mariah Carey Apple mm-hmm. TV Christmas special. It, it was, was so perfectly extra and absurd. It and was everything. wonderful. It was mm-hmm. everything that you could want. It was mm-hmm. campy. It was it was full of sequins. I watched it three times. It <laughs> I was did like too. an actual work of art. And what news it was to hear that she was doing a second Christmas I special. Know. And it totally makes sense. This mm-hmm. is Mariah. Mariah is the queen. Mariah decided several years ago that she owned Christmas and it was the smartest move, the most astute business decision she has ever made as an artist. Yes. yes. And so it makes sense that she would have a annual event, a yes. giant televised Christmas concert. Yes. So basically what happened here is that we started this special and, you know, it starts off fine. Mariah is there. Her globes are out. They're beaming. (laughs) Perfectly lit. She's singing a new song. And I'm like, yes, okay. Like, this is great. 
And then it goes into this really awkward interview where she's kind of like throwing shade at last year's special, but also promoting it at the same yeah. time. And, and it's very clear that this is, is nothing. Like, yes. This is not, there is no structure to this. This is just a, how much time can I milk out of this special, quote yes. unquote, to make it something people will watch. But also it's like, only Mariah would have <laughs> yeah. all of this. The production, I know. the set. The, there were 14 people carrying her dress as I she know. walked from the stage that to the interview. That was the best part. It was fascinating. Yeah. And, you know, for what actu- in actuality was literally just two songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys. The bitch tricked us. She, she did. did. She this tricked is, us. This yeah. is worse than her New Year's performance. Like, I... Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so she tricked us. So, I mean, <laughs> we didn't know what else to do. So what we did was we just watched another Mariah Carey <laughs> It turns out there's a lot of that. She has 2015. Many. Yeah. So this one was on the Hallmark Channel, which yes. it turns out that she had actually directed a Hallmark Christmas movie. Yes. Which was probably, I imagine, part of a package deal that like, okay, yes. Mariah Carey, you do a Christmas special and we'll let you direct this Christmas movie. Um, and, and who was in that one, Sinclair? What was that Lacey actress? Charbert. <laughs> right. <laughs> Lacey Chabert. Chabert. Lacey Sh- Sherbert. Lacey Sherbert. You were saying Charbray. Charbray, yeah, that's right. <laughs> the thing about the Apple special is that it had like all of the music and the extraness, but then it also had like this weird narrative running through yes. it that was so yes. campy and stupid, but like you loved it because it was self-aware. Yes. Yes. And the Hallmark one is like kind of trying to do that, but not enough. Like no. it's not going full enough. Well, she did look beautiful in it. I think the difference, the main difference is that at a certain point, okay, I have been a fan of Mariah forever, mm-hmm. right? Obviously Whitney's my number one, but like I do also appreciate Mariah. Mm-hmm. And Mariah had a real kind of awkward phase for a while where it's like she she didn't really, she wasn't comfortable in her like legendary status. Mm. And like she is a legend, right? Mm-hmm. It was She was just feeling a bit like a kind of a caricature of herself. Right. But, but not owning it. Mm. And the difference is that Apple special from last year, Mariah understands <laughs> Mariah. Right. Yes. She knows what, the diva is mm-hmm. and she is self-aware enough to like buy into it and love it and just puts it on yeah and that's why it was so great because it was actually the literal most but who else could give us the mm. most than mariah yeah who is the actual miss piggy yeah and <laughs> uh, it was great mm-hmm. yeah it's so and, and she's really capitalized on the fact that she is christmas she is christmas. right she loves Christmas. She had All I Want for Christmas is You. That song was big when it came out. It's always been big, but it had never been number one. And she put out a big, a massive campaign about five years ago to all of her lambs. Those are her big fans to try and make this song number one, finally. Mm-hmm. And then it went to number one a couple of years ago. Finally, like literally number one single wow. about 25 years or 28 years or whatever. after. Well, it it's came like out. a staple now. Like you can't. Oh my God. Yeah. That is the most, that is the the I Christmas would say, song of our generation. 100%. Yeah. It truly yeah. actually is. So it deserves to be. But yeah, she literally owns Christmas. She owns yeah. a holiday. Mariah, till the time she dies, will <laughs> always be relevant because mm-hmm. she is Christmas. Mm-hmm. 
So what a disappointment for I a Christmas, her second Christmas special to not even I be. Mean, how dare you, Apple TV? How, like, how? how dare you at least say, hey, here's a little clip of Mariah's new song. Watch her special from 2020. Like, don't totally. sell it yeah. like it's a new special. Um, don't set up your entire night like you're going to celebrate Christmas by watching this special and have it be 18 minutes long in a promo. The gall. Yeah. The gall. The audacity. <sighs> Honestly. Do you know what I feel like? I feel like Patti LaBelle walking out on that stage <laughs> singing this Christmas with, without my... Where are my backup singers? Oh yeah. my God. We didn't learn our lyrics. <laughs> Yeah, we were relying on those cue cards, and then they weren't there. And they weren't there. <laughs> they just weren't there. No. So you know what? It didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. Mm-hmm. But guess what? We were all together. We were, and I need to say this: like this is a Christmas where we're together. Oh, that is true. Actually, compared you to know, last year, it, yes. Link hands with me, Sinclair. Thank we're you. linking hands. This we're is linking nice. Hands. So. Did Mariah actually bring us together? <gasps> she did. I guess she did. <laughs> oh, see, she is the queen of Christmas yeah, after she all. Like she kind of played us. Yeah. But at the same time, it's Christmas. This is it's Christmas, Mariah. This is Christmas. You got us together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> and to all a good night. And to all 